You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to my basement on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris. My buddy Dave and I do socks in the basement. We've been doing it for almost two years now. And ever since things changed in the world, we have been giving you White Sox simulated baseball using MLB The Show, brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park, and of course presented every day since opening day on Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. The Chicago White Sox had a really good April, and they have kicked off May with two straight wins and go for the sweep, starting off this homestand with a three-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. Game one, Dallas Keuchel was dominant. Game two had nothing but excitement. Game three brings Gio Gonzalez to the mound. Dave will be popping in as he has all weekend long. It has been a beautiful weekend in Chicago and would have been a great weekend to go out and see a game, but at least you can listen to one today. Your 20 and 13 Chicago White Sox are about to take the field. Let's head out to the ballpark right now. It's White Sox simulated baseball from Socks in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Welcome to Guaranteed Rate Field on a sunny, partly cloudy day on the south side of Chicago. It has been a beautiful weekend after the rain went away on Friday. It's also been a gorgeous, gorgeous series. White Sox versus Orioles as the Sox go for the sweep today against the Baltimore Orioles. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti. Gio Gonzalez takes the mound today. Six starts so far, 3-0, 3.82 ERA over 33 innings, 30 hits, and 13 walks for a 1.30 whip and 36 strikeouts. Dave, how do you feel about Gio Gonzalez as he gets ready to throw his first pitch in to start off this game against Jose Iglesias hitting 238, and the White Sox and Orioles are underway? Gio Gonzalez is giving you that reliability in the middle of the order. He is that solid middle to lower rotation guy. Yeah, he's going to go out there and take the ball every fifth game. Not really too surprised about anything that I'm seeing out of him this, this year, just looking at the numbers. That's the second pitch. It's a changeup for a strike. Gonzalez is already 0-2. The first pitch was a strike as well. And it came at 110 this afternoon. The White Sox sitting two games out of first place in the AL Central at 20 and 13 behind the Twins with the Indians right behind them. Three pitches, and that's a strikeout looking by Gonzalez against Iglesias, his first strikeout of the game. You know, he's had a very interesting time out there, David. Uh, he had a game a few games ago. Four innings pitched, over 100 pitches, nine strikeouts. It's insane. We had talked about it before. Is there some sort of metric in the, in the simulation that factors in whether a guy is a veteran with tons of experience that can not have his best stuff and then able to, uh, able to get through things? You may very well be seeing that. I mean, it's, you know, every once in a while you're going to get these crazy things. I mean, four innings, nine strikeouts. Hanser Alberto is up at the plate right now. He's 0-2 quickly. So far, five pitches from Giolito, all of them strikes. The next one on the way, 
Just misses outside a four-seam fastball. 63 degrees. Wind 10 miles an hour blowing straight out right now. We may see some fireworks today. This one's lifted into center field. Leary Garcia's in center today. He's underneath it and makes the play. Two outs in the first. Let's go around the horn and take a look at your White Sox lineup. A couple of changes. few guys getting a day off. It's the first time that Jose Abreu has not been in the lineup all season long getting a day off as Trey Mancini comes to the plate. McCann is behind the plate. Encarnacion's at first. Second, Nick Madrigal. He had a great game yesterday. Shortstop, Anderson. Third base, Moncada. Left field, Jimenez. Leary Garcia's in center and right is Adam Engel, who does well against lefties, and he's got a lefty on the mound today against him. So he gets the start. Your DH is Yasmani Grandal. As Mancini fouls that one off, hitting 310, he's 0-1. Inside four-seam fastball at the knees, misses. Larry Bullard is your home plate umpire. First time we've had him all season long. We'll see how he is. Gonzalez, nine pitches so far. He already has two outs in the first, and a 1-1 count to Mancini. Pitch number 10 is swung on and missed. The changeup diving away. One and two the count. Mancini was part of the back-to-back-to-back home runs yesterday. That livened up a game. Very exciting game yesterday at the rate. If you missed it, go back and find it. It's on demand anytime. All the games are there. Everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Renato Nunez stands on deck as the count is now full. Gonzalez into the wind, the lefty delivers. Chop foul into the dugout down the third base line. White Sox wearing those 83 jerseys as they tend to wear on a Sunday. Changeup just misses and Mancini will go down to first. So the first two out, but Mancini draws the walk after getting the count full. On a pitch that just misses, Gonzalez smacks the glove. He was upset that he let him get away. So now Nunez comes up. He's got seven home runs and 16 RBIs, hitting 304 for the Orioles. Mancini and Nunez have been the two big guys leading this offense. The rest of them struggling mightily early on in the season. Pops his first one up down the first baseline. Foul, Encarnacion underneath it. He will put it away. And the White Sox finish the top of the first inning, not letting anybody get past first base. Midway through the first here on the south side of Chicago, there's no score. Keegan Aiken. Six starts, one and five record, 4-11 ERA. 30 and two-thirds innings, 28 hits, 17 walks, a whip of 1.47 and 29 strikeouts. Looking at those stats, he's probably the toughest starting pitcher we're going to see this weekend for the Orioles. And that isn't very good. Anderson hitting 326 stands in the righty. Was on a hot streak for most of April. Has cooled off a little bit, but still... Hitting well over 300, takes a ball outside. 0-1 the count. The Orioles are 10-23 at the bottom of the AL East. And really at the bottom of baseball right now. The lefty, Aiken, delivers. Swung on and missed at a four-seamer below the knees. 0-2 the count. Red Sox and Rangers tied at two early in the fourth inning. Out in Fenway Park. May baseball from Sox in the basement. An outside four-seamer just misses. One and two the count. Remember, it's brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park, 33rd in Princeton. A Southside tradition that has an incredible menu with award-winning burgers, dogs, wings, wraps, salads, you name it, they have it. And it reminds you of the ballpark. It'll be a great time right now to hit the pause button 
jump on Grubhub or go to corkandcarryatthepark.com and get yourself some cork and carry. Crack open a beer and enjoy a Sunday afternoon ball game with Sox in the basement. That one's fouled off after a ball outside. The count is even at two to Anderson. Aiken with his sixth pitch of the at-bat. Lifted down the first baseline, hooking foul about two sections short of the foul pole. And now this one is ripped out in the left field. It will get down in front of the left fielder. He had a play on it, went off the tip of his glove. It's going to be ruled a hit. Anderson ripped that one into the gap. He had a play on it, but couldn't pull it off. Runner on first with no outs in the bottom of the first. And Larry Garcia, the two-hitter today. Stands in hitting 272 with two home runs and 12 RBIs and OPS of 767. He's been the Swiss Army Knife for this team. Started off as the starting second baseman, but he's in the lineup about six out of every seven games. He lifts this one out into right center field. Is down for a base hit. Anderson's going to round second, but think twice. Get back to second base. First and second with no outs here in the bottom of the first inning, and the White Sox are in business. Somebody asked me the other day, what are the best uniforms that the White Sox wear. And I know I tend to have that nostalgia for these uniforms, the 83s, but it's hard for me to not love the pinstripes. It's classic. It's the uniform they were wearing when they went out and won their last World Series. And really, from my high school days till now, has been their uniform. I love the 83 uni. It reminds me of being a kid. I like the fact they bring it out on Sundays at home. And my kids think it's the coolest uniform they have as that's a ball to Grandal, who's batting in the three spot for Abreu today, hitting from the right side of the plate. The 1-0 pitch is ripped off down the third base line, a slider that he got a hold of, 1-1 one one the count. No outs, Anderson's on second, Garcia's on first. Outside changeup misses, 2-1 to Grandal. Behind him is Mancada and then Jimenez. Ricky Renteria opting that if he's going to give Abreu a day off, He's going to keep his four and five hitters exactly where they normally hit. The next pitch is foul back two and two, and Grandal's actually been doing fairly well. He had an off day yesterday, but looking at his last two weeks, he's been doing really, really well at the plate. Although he's better normally against right-handed pitching. The lefty throws one high and inside. They say he went around enough, and he strikes out. The first out recorded by the Orioles is Grandal out on the swing. And Juan Moncada comes up. With one out now, hitting 325 and two men on, including one in scoring position in Anderson. The pitch on the way. Sent down the first baseline, foul into the stands. 0-1. He has scored 23 times so far. That's seventh in the American League amongst all players. Juan Mancada, when he gets on base, finds his way home more often than not. The 1-1 pitch on the way. High four seamer just catches the zone one and two. Mancada is yet to swing. He's been very patient at the plate ever since his 0-15 start to the season. It has paid off for him, but sometimes he is way behind in the count and fighting his way back when he finally starts swinging the bat. This pitch is high and misses two and two. Yuan seems to be saying, I have certain pitches that I'm looking for and I am not wasting my bat on anything else. A low changeup misses three and two. The count is full with Jimenez hitting 272, standing on deck. It feels like an Aloy Jimenez day. It almost feels like we're waiting on his home run on a Sunday afternoon. Mancada lifts this one out deep down the third baseline, back towards the wall, and hit the top of the wall. Anderson wasn't sure if that ball was going to get caught. 
Left fielder Mancini running back there. Faked it out enough that Anderson, I think, lost it. And he was thinking that ball might get caught, so he did not advance until he saw it hit the wall. He does not score from second base. It's a long single off the wall. If you could give out base running errors, I'd hand one to Anderson right now. The bases are loaded as Aloy Jimenez comes up with one out in the bottom of the first. And the big right-hander has been sitting on about, I think he's got 10 home runs, 10 home runs for a while now. Let's see him get number 11 right here. Start us off right in the first inning. Four Seamer hits the lower outside portion of the plate. 0-1. He's fourth in the American League so far with 10 home runs here on the first weekend of May. And inside Four Seamer tails in too far. Jimenez holds off on it. 1-1 one one the count. One out, bottom of the first. Sacks packed with socks. This one's up the middle. A sharp play at second base. Flip the short and over to first in the double play on a ball that was almost right up the middle. They were shading Jimenez. Second baseman was so close to second base when that ball was hit. He just went down to one knee, made the play. Start of the double play. Sacks load up the bases in the first and get nothing. And Dwight Smith Jr., the five-hitter for the Orioles, comes up, hitting left-handed against the lefty, Gio Gonzalez, as we kick off the second inning. Gonzalez looks into McCann, into the wind in the pitch. High four-seamer just misses, 1-0 the count. Smith yesterday was 1-4 for four with a single, as Gonzalez pours another one in, and it's fouled off a four-seamer waist level down the third base line. 1-1 one one the count. Gonzalez working quickly to McCann. Misses just outside on a changeup, 2-1. The Indians kept pace with the White Sox yesterday, but the Twins lost, so both teams caught up by a game as a four-seamer swung on and missed, 2-2. Two two. So the Sox two games back, the Indians a game behind them. Ripped over to second, Mandrigal nice and easy, scoops it and throws over to Encarnacion for the first out of the second inning. Pretty day out here today. It's family day, of course, on Sundays. Austin Hayes steps up, hitting 173 with a home run and six RBIs. He played in the first game of the series. He pinch ran yesterday to no avail. And now he gets a start today. Will play right field normally. He takes an outside pitch, 1-0. The next offering from Gio. Inside changeup. They're going to say it missed, 2-0 the count. It's disappointing that Anderson didn't judge that ball off the top of the wall from Moncada. That should have been a run for the White Sox. Then Jimenez hits into the double play, and we're still sitting here with no score in the top of the second inning. The Sox have a very potent offense, but there are times which you wonder what could have been. Yesterday, they were up 4 to nothing before the back-to-back home runs. I'm sorry, back-to-back-to-back. As a 2-2 pitch is lifted out to right field, Engel's going to go up back on his horse. He's going to stop near the track, put the glove up, and make the catch. Two outs here in the top of the second inning. You know, it's 4 to nothing, and then back-to-back-to-back to back to back made it 4-3, to three, and eventually the Orioles tied it before the White Sox scored 3 in the 8th and won that game yesterday. But the Sox could have been up 9 or 10 to nothing at that point. A lot of squandered opportunities. They had a problem on their road trip, two out west, leaving a lot of batters on base after they had reached. Those runners got stranded. The Angels took full advantage of it. There's a reason why we only split and why we lost two of them in Colorado. 2-0 quickly to Ramon Urias as Gonzalez misses low on a changeup and it's 3-0 a hitter's count. 
with Chris Davis on deck. Two outs, top of the second inning. Nobody on. Urias has a good opportunity here, though. There's a changeup at the knees, gets across three and one on the take. Urias is hitting 207. The next offering, high misses on a four-seam fastball. And Urias goes down the first base. So Chris Davis will come up hitting 190 with a runner on first, the big lefty. Will face Gonzalez, who now has pitched 30 pitches with two outs here on the top of the second inning. He was pretty efficient in the first inning, but letting Urias on is something he didn't want to do. McCann awaits the pitch. Here it comes. Lower outside portion of the play for a strike and a changeup. The next pitch on the way. Just misses outside on the changeup. He's really pouring in a lot of changeups. 81, 80, 79, 82. He's taking his time early on here. The pitch on the way. Four-seam fastball. Gets across one and two the count. The next offering. Chop back foul. Another changeup low at the knees. You know, if you throw a lot of changeups, it's just like soft pitch. It's like playing in the backyard. Eventually, somebody's going to get a hold of it. This one's ripped over to short. Anderson flips the second for the force out. Mandrigal touches the base. And the inning is over. Midway through the second, no score here on the south side of Chicago. Encarnacion will lead it off. Remember, the Sox in the basement simulated broadcast are also followed up by SoxOn35th.com, the world-famous blog. Get a recap after every game. Get the box score of the game. And then after every series, they're going to post what's going on with the entire team. They just did an end of April release. You can go find it there on their site. Breaks down all the team stats through April. Encarnacion steps in. He's 1-0 quickly on a fastball that misses high. Next pitch swung on and missed an inside fastball in the zone. 1-1 one one the count. He's hitting 250 right now with nine home runs. Four-seamer high and outside catches the zone one and two. I'm disappointed in the average, but not the power. But there's a reason he's in the sixth spot. He doesn't have a lot of speed, and he's kind of just a thumper there. Swung on and missed on a changeup, and he goes down swinging. Leads the team in strikeouts. That's the second one for Aiken. There's one out here in the bottom of the second, and James McCann will come up to the plate. He's catching today and batting seventh. The righty stands in, hitting 278 in limited action. Pitch number 28 from Aiken here, the bottom of the second. A low fastball, 1 0. McCann has one home run. It was a solo shot. That's also his only RBI. He's got an 806 OPS. And during Grandal's bad streak at the plate, he was big. Down the line, just foul. Fouled on the first base line. Close play there. One and one pitch now. Inside four seamer misses. Two and one the count. They're currently showing the stolen base leaders in MLB. Luis Robert leads everybody with 12. Tim Anderson has 10. He's tied with D. Gordon. Those are your top three right now as McCann fouls this one off into the camera well down the first base line. He took a ball right before that, so the count is two and two with one out here in the bottom of the second. No score in Chicago. Swings and misses at a four-seamer outside of the zone. He reached for it. 
That's the third strikeout for Aiken, second of the inning. First two batters for the White Sox have gone down swinging. And Adam Engel comes to the plate. Dave, he's been really good as a lefty. The game seems to love Adam Engel. The game really likes the game really likes some Adam Engel, dude, because with that with that ten sixteen OPS. But I mean, albeit if he's getting only if he's getting platooned and he's getting put in at uh, in pinch hitting situations, eh? Okay, I could see that. I mean, you know, you know, we'll see if Engel comes back to earth here in the next uh, in the next little while, but. He's got the 400 average, but that's because he's 4 for 10 on the season. And the 1.016 OPS with Nick Mandrigal on deck. Mandrigal entered yesterday's game with a 100 batting average. He's hitting 208 now. That's what 3 for 4 with two triples will give you. The 3-0 pitch to angle. Inside 4, Seamer catches the corner 3-1 and one to the White Sox right fielder today. The next offering from Aiken. Misses low, and Engel's going to walk down to first base, so he's got a two-out walk. Good speed aboard for Nick Mandrigal, who just beat up on the Orioles last night. Three for four, two triples. Knocked in a couple of big runs. He's a little guy, but he carries a big stick, at least after yesterday. And it'd be nice to see him really start to take off. Gets another start today. It stands in, hitting 208. He's got three triples on the season and only five hits. All three of the triples were to the right center field gap. Does a very good job of putting it in there, at least so far this season. Aiken is 0-1 against him so far, and here comes his 40th pitch of the game. Misses high, a four-seam fastball, 1-1 the count on Madrigal. Angle, wearing a sharp pair of shades on first base, takes a good lead. The pitch on the way. High four-seamer just catches the zone one and two on a taken pitch. Mandrigal's been very selective. We've talked about this before. You, you know, Mancada and Jimenez didn't get the benefit of the doubt when they came up. He's not getting the benefit of the doubt either. Swung on and sent out in the left field, and it'll be caught on a diving play. Mandrigal almost gets one down for a base hit. After two, there's still no score on the south side of Chicago. So Mandrigal lines out to left to end the inning, and Pedro Severino, the catcher today, for the Orioles, steps in hitting 175. And the lefty Gio Gonzalez on 35 pitches here to lead off the third. Throws a fastball right down the middle for a strike. 0-1 the count. Quickly working the next offering. Inside for Seamer, 1-1. Gonzalez into the wind. The pitch on the way. Misses low on a changeup, 2-1 and one the count. Gio's next offering is fouled off down the first baseline, a four-seamer on the outer portion of the plate, 2-2. Two and two. As Toronto trails New York, 6-4 in Toronto. Midway through their game, Cleveland's beating up on San Francisco in Cleveland, 7-0 so far. As this one's lifted out into deep left center field, trailing back towards the wall... It is caught off the wall and sent in. Just missed getting out. It'll be a double for Severino off of Gonzalez. That's his first double of the season. And the first hit that Gio has given up all game long. He, that almost got out. Uh, and we were talking about the wind gusting out. We were lucky that ball didn't clear that yellow line as it hits right below it in the left center field gap. 
stand-up double for the catcher who's only hitting 175. And Jose Iglesias, who's 0-for-1, steps up with no outs at the top of the third inning. No score here between the Orioles and the White Sox. Sox took the first game 5 to nothing. Had to fight last night and eventually won 7-4. Gonzalez gets Iglesias to foul this one off. 1-1 one one the count. Iglesias, by the way, speaking of doubles by his teammate Severino, has eight of them and leads the Orioles in that statistic so far. As now he sends this one out into right field. It's a base hit. Engel's going to come in and get it and hold the runner at third. First and third with no outs. The Orioles are in business. They are not a very good hitting team. We blinked them in the first game and felt like we were going to be all over them in the second game. But they are a professional baseball team. His hands are Alberto comes in 0 for 1 with no outs in first and third. And a changeup misses low and outside. Now, Dave, we've been talking about what do we do with the closer position? You know, do you take the lefty bummer? Does he eventually become a closer? And if he does, you don't have enough left-handers. Maybe you could solve that problem if Gio Gonzalez gives up a foul ball down the first baseline, 1 and 1 to Alberto. Moves into the bullpen when Michael Kopech comes up. It only gives you one lefty in your rotation, but it adds a lefty into your bullpen. As this one's ripped out in the right field, a base hit. The runner's going to score. It's one to nothing Orioles with runners at first and second. Everybody's been doing fairly well, but if you put Cease, Lopez, and Gonzalez up against each other, even though Gio is the vet, he would be third right now in performance. So what do you think about that? I mean, unorthodox, but if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do, right? It would be unorthodox, but it's something that could actually work out. It's something that we'll consider as we get closer and closer to the promotion of Michael Kopech, who in this sim is not doing very well down in AAA. So we're waiting to see if he if he does something to spark us bringing him up or maybe bringing him up will get him on track because he seems also very unhappy. 0-2 is the count on Trey Mancini. Who's hitting 310? He's got runners on first and second. The Orioles have already gotten a run. They lead one to nothing. And a changeup misses low and outside. One and two the count. No outs here on the top of the third. Gio Gonzalez trying to get out of what could be a disastrous inning. Looks back at the runner at second and delivers. Fouled off down the third base line. Count remains one and two. He's sitting on 51 pitches. He has not been efficient as a pitcher. A changeup inside. Catches Mancini napping. He doesn't swing and takes the strikeout. Second strikeout of the game and the first out of this inning for Gio Gonzalez and Renato Nunez, who's 0 for 1, but is a pretty good hitter here. Hitting over 300 for the Orioles. Steps in the righty, trying to move another runner in. Cracks this one into center field. Leary Garcia takes a bad line to the ball, and it's going to clear the wall for a three-run home run. Just barely. 408 feet. To left center field, just gets over the wall. May have actually hit the line as it went over. And the crowd is silent as Nunez gets a three-run home run. And the Orioles have four runs here in the third inning and take a 4 to nothing lead on the south side. That one just cleared. Didn't even make it to the stands. Dropped right in between the wall and the patio area. And Gonzalez, through two and a thirds, has given up four runs now. Over 54 pitches. And we said it last time he was out. He's really not making a very strong case to remain in the rotation. If the Sox decide to pull the trigger. 
when you see how Dylan Cease and Reynaldo Lopez are doing. And you know what? Let's be honest. It's not what you expect to have happen. But if somebody told you that those two guys are going to outperform Gio Gonzalez to force a free agent signee into the bullpen, you would be excited because you have so much control over these young pitchers. And you want them to succeed. Swung on and missed. There's a strikeout. Gonzalez takes down the next hitter in three straight pitches. Down goes Smith, Jr. He'll grab some benches. Two outs here in the top of the third inning, and Austin Hayes steps up 0 for 1. So the Sox are going to have to do some work. Gonzalez with 23 pitches in this inning, 16 for strikes. But he gave up a three-run home run and four runs in total. So far, he's 2-0 right now to Hayes. Looks in at McCann. Kind of points at his eye and then points in the McCann like, I see you. I don't, I don't know what that is. This isn't the notebook. This is baseball. Ball swung on and sent out in the center field for a base hit. And Gonzalez is having a really rough inning. White Sox may need to go out and talk with their pitcher, who's now sitting on 60 pitches and hasn't finished the third. He is struggling out there on the mound and looks frustrated. Don Cooper's going to have a talk with his left-handed starter. We've seen Gio struggle early and then get strong later on in the game. But this is four runs so far. And he just doesn't look like he's fooling anybody up there. This is not a very good hitting team. So Gonzalez gets a breath. Ramon Urias steps in, hitting 207. There's two outs here in the top of the third inning, a runner on first. And the job is to finish the inning. Let your offense get in there and start chipping away at this. The pitch on the way. Hits the outside corner on a four-seamer. Owen won the count. Urias walked in the second inning. He reached base last night and was thrown out by Yasmati Grandal trying to steal second base to end an inning. Pitch low below the knees of two-seamer, one and one. Evan Marshall's up working. I don't know if that's because they think they're going to have to bring him in or if they're like, you know, let's save a guy toss. You can kind of pick up the pace here if there's another hit. But he started throwing a ball around in the bullpen right now. It would be a shame to have to get your starter out of there this early as a ball outside misses 2-1. and one. We always talk about the quality start here on Socks in the Basement. Quality start is six innings, giving up three runs or less. And that's six complete innings as this one's fouled off down the first baseline. Count evens at two. Gio Gonzalez is like 50-50 on that. I don't think that's good enough for a starter. Changeup hits the outside corner. Strike three. Took it. Gonzalez sits another one down. He has no problem striking guys out. But stringing it together with more outs to get out of innings has been the problem. The Orioles lead midway through the third, four to nothing. Let's take a look at the White Sox 2020 hitting stats so far. Third in the American League in runs per game, 5.52. Fourth in average with a 270 average. Fourth with slugging hitting 485. Fourth in home runs hitting 55 home runs. So a four to nothing lead shouldn't be too daunting for this team. As Tim Anderson comes in to lead off the inning, the leadoff hitter will lead off the bomb at a third. Sacks squandered an opportunity early to score runs. They had the base pats loaded and couldn't get a run across. The pitch right up the middle, it's taken back on a base hit by Anderson. He put that right at Aiken. He almost hit him in the hip. 
Bounces that over second base. He leads the team in hits with 45. Moncada, six hits behind him with 39. Abreu's in third with 35. Tim Anderson has done his job as a leadoff man. He gets on base. And Leori Garcia steps up one for one with Anderson on first. He takes a ball low. 1-0 the count. One for one with a single in the first inning. The lefty Aiken checks the runner, Anderson. The pitch on the way, Anderson with a jump. He's on his way. Pitches outside for a ball, and he's safe underneath the tag, head first with a stolen base. Another stolen base for Tim Anderson who has been running this year with great success. So the leadoff man gets a single and steals second, and there's a 2-0 count to Garcia with no outs here in the bottom of the third. Changeup swung on and missed, 2-1. Folks at the bottom of the inning, Family Waterproofing Solutions is going to give you some information. Online video estimates as this one's ripped over to third baseman's head and down into the corner. Anderson's going to come around and score. Garcia's on his way into second. Throw into second base. He is safe under the tag. And the White Sox get a run on an RBI double from Larry Garcia and now trail 4-1. to one. So base hit, stolen base, double. Sox get a run on the board. Still no outs here in the bottom of the third inning. And as I said, Family Waterproofing Solutions, you're going to get details on them. They'll go online with you. They'll do the estimate without having to come to your house if you want. They have tried and true methods. They want to keep you safe and their employees safe. They have socks in the basement deals. They're veteran-owned. They're female-owned. And a portion of the proceeds going to first responders and veteran organizations as Grandal chops this one foul. He is quickly 0-2 in the count. So he comes up. He takes a strike and fouls one off. 0-2 pitch on the way. And it catches the inside corner. And Yasmani Grandal goes down so fast. It feels like I didn't even get the calls at bat. Fourth strikeout for Aiken and the Orioles. Grandal thought that pitch was inside. It was borderline, but it was enough that you have to swing at it 0-2. Juan Mancada's one for one, and the third baseman stands in with the runner in scoring position on second base. Ball gets away. Garcia down to third. He's safe underneath the tag. The ball gets underneath Severino. It didn't roll very far, but he didn't see it right away. Looks like it rolls back behind the umpire. And by the time he picks it and throws it, Garcia with a heads-up base running play is in the third. So now he got a run on third with one out. Mancada could bring him in with a deep fly ball. He's going to send this one out in the right field. Don't know if it's going to be deep enough. Garcia will not tag. Ball is caught shallow in right field. That is going to be the second out. So Mancada can't get it deep enough for Larry Garcia. There's two outs here in the bottom of the third, and Aloy Jimenez comes up 0 for 1. He had the bases loaded and hit into a double play in the first inning. He swings over a changeup at the knees. 0 and 1 the count. He's got 27 RBIs, tied for 7th in the American League right now, and leading his team. And an inside slider misses low and inside. 1 and 1 the count. Keegan Aiken. The pitcher here for the Orioles has 55 pitches with two outs now in the bottom of the third. But he's got a three-run lead behind a three-run home run and more that happened just last half inning. The next offering on the way is high and misses 2-1 and one the count to Jimenez. A 93-mile-an-hour fastball. The catcher, Severino, called for it high and he put it there. They're trying to see if Jimenez would go for it. Now he fouls one down the third baseline and the count is even 2-2. Two and two. The pitch on the way. 
inside misses on a four-seamer. Three and two, the count is full with Encarnacion on deck. And 90 feet away from home plate on third base is Leury Garcia. Be nice to get him in and cut this lead in half early in this game. The pitch. Misses on the outside corner. It was close. Jimenez lays off it. That was a borderline call that went our way. When I saw where it landed, I thought that he was going to ring him up. Jimenez gets the benefit of the down, goes down the first base. First and third now for Encarnacion, who has nine home runs on the season. Hitting 248, but the majority of his home runs have been solo shots. Be nice to see him get a hold of one with men on. As a slider misses outside, 1-0 the count. There was a stretch where Encarnacion hit three home runs in three days. They were all solo shots. You really would like to see him get a hold of one with a bunch of guys on. He's got two on right now at first and third as a changeup misses inside. 2-0 the count. Jimenez with a moderate lead at first. Garcia leading down the line at third. Swung on and sent down the first baseline hooking foul. 2-1. The next offering. Lowe misses on a changeup. 3-1 with McCann on deck. And a hitter's count to Encarnacion. Don't let this guy off the hook. The pitch for Macon. Pop back, straight back into the upper deck. Behind home plate. Three and two, the count is full. The pitch from the lefty. Chap, the third base, scooped up. Going to be a tough play over at first. And he gets him. He almost pulled the first baseman off the bag in Davis. But that's the third out. So the Sox get a run, threaten for more, but don't get him across after three. They trail four to one. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Top of the fourth inning, Chris Davis will step up to the plate. The left-handed hitter is 1-for-8 in this series, 0-for-1 today with a ground out in the second inning. The Orioles lead the sacks, though, 4-1, to and Gio Gonzalez remains out on the mound. The lefty into the line in the pitch, and pitch number 66 on the game is a changeup low below the knees. 1-0 the count. Davis is 2-for-18 lifetime against Gio, who's hoping that the third inning was an anomaly and he could put together another inning or two for his team. This one skied out in the left field. The shift was on, so Jimenez has to come way over. But he's going to make the play at normal depth for an outfielder, but close to the line. He had to run a long way on that one. As Pedro Severino comes up, he's one for one. He just missed a home run, hitting a double off the wall the last time up, and he takes a four-seamer at the knees for strike one. Gonzalez and Lewine, the pitch. Chop foul on a 12-6 curveball, 0-2 quickly. The next offering. 
Set out to center field. It's going to be a base hit. Lands in front of Garcia. He'll scoop it. Send it in to Anderson, the cutoff man. That's a single. So Severino came in hitting 175. Has two hits and two at-bats today. Gonzalez, over 70 pitches, has given up six hits, two walks, four earned runs, and four strikeouts. And he is three and a thirds innings through so far. So likely a short day for him, but the White Sox would love it if he could get through the fourth at least. His shortest outing was four innings. He struck out nine in that game and pitched over 100 pitches to get there. And Glacius fouls this one off down the first baseline, 0-1. Seems to me like Gio Gonzalez throws a lot of pitches every game. And as quick as he tries to work, snap throw down the first, doesn't get the runner after the pitch. It's a ball, 1-1 one one the count. As much as he likes to try to work fast, his games take a little bit longer. He wastes a lot of pitches, and he can blow up in an inning on you. And he did that in the third. Now he's 2-1 and one to Iglesias, who's 1-2 for two already in this game. There's a runner on first base with one out in the top of the fourth. Runner's going to go. Big diving stab by Encarnacion. Takes it out of the air after it hit the ground in front of him. As he dove... The ball hits the ground right in front of him and pops up really high. He throws his glove back behind his head and luckily gets that one or it's into the outfield. And we'd be first and third. Instead, he recovers, gets it over to Gonzalez covering first base for the out. Runner advances a second, two outs in the top of the fourth. And Hanser Alberto steps in and takes a fastball high for a ball, 1-0 the count. Runner on second. Orioles lead 4-1. Gonzalez pours one in and it's hit up the middle. Picked up and airmailed into the dugout by Tim Anderson. He had a scoop and an easy play to make. And he airmails this ball into the dugout. Instead of three outs, the runner will now come down from third base and touch home because the ball is out of play. And Tim Anderson makes an error that gives the Orioles a run. And the runner still on second base now. He had a very easy ground ball. He scoops it as he's going towards second base. It was coming up the middle, soft grounder, and then he just throws it right into the dugout. So a bad defensive play adds on a run. The Sox continue to lose by four so far. They were trailing by four before they came up the bat last half inning. And Gio Gonzalez has to find his way out of this inning because the runner that should have been out advances the second on the overthrow. The runner on second that was just going to third advances home. Mandrigal now makes a great play on a bouncer up the middle. Turns and throws him out. That's some defense. That kid can play defense. He saves another run with that play. Midway through the fourth, the Orioles lead 5-1 in Chicago. Double barrel action going on for the White Sox. Cordero and Marshall throwing for them. Velasquez and LeBlanc throwing for the Orioles as James McCann leads off the bottom of the fourth and takes the ball outside, 1-0. Next pitch down the middle, a two-seamer. He lays off it, 1-1 the count. Sacks gave up four in the third inning. Got one back in the bottom of the third. They were out of the top of the fourth until Anderson airmails one into the dugout down the first base line. As McCann hits one out in the center field for a base hit, and the leadoff man is on. The airmail into the dugout and out of play 
allows the runner at second to advance to home and score. And that's why it's 5-1 Orioles. As Adam Ingle steps in and lifts this one immediately on the left field, tailing back towards the wall. Gone! Ingle gets it out just over the wall, off the hands of some fan, and the first row drops it. He's going to regret that as Adam Engel hits one out 97 miles an hour, tails out in that 10-mile-an-hour wind, blowing straight out. Two-run home run. McCann meets him at the plate, and the White Sox cut this lead down substantially. It is now 5-3 in the bottom of the fourth inning on the south side of Chicago. Nick Madrigal comes to the plate now with no outs. His pitch number 70 from Aiken. Is a strike on the inside corner. Mandrigal started yesterday. Mendick had had the starting job. He's not in the game right now, Dave. What do you think about Danny Mendick's start? Because now it's a big competition between him and Mads. Actually, Mandrigal's going to pop this one up to first base. That's the first out. But what do you think about him so far, David? Uh, we liked him when we saw him at the end of last year. We did. We were sitting there going, okay, it's September. The team is out of this. Why are we not seeing more of Danny Mendek playing? I mean, he, he was getting a, he was getting put in once a week. Yeah, you know, I'm just we were, we were just kind of sitting there going, why? Like, let him let him play. Let him show you what you can do. I mean, it became clear that we're not going to bring Madrigal up there. We're not going to start the season with him. So what else were you gonna what else were you gonna do at second base? But they just they kept playing they kept playing Yomer over there. When Mendek got to play, he brought something to the he brought things to the table. Be it either with defense or timely hitting. The game has got him with some pretty good plate discipline here. I mean he's got he's got eleven walks right now. I mean the only other person that I'm seeing unless I'm missing it that's higher than him is Jose Abreu with thirteen who we know has good plate discipline. So, you know, for being such a low average, it, it does it does stick out at me that they've got Mendek at such high plate discipline. Danny Mendek has been pretty good as Tim Anderson lifts this one in the left field. A sliding catch made in left on a difficult play. Prevents the base hit. That could have been extras. Smith makes a nice play out there. And there's two outs now in the bottom of the fourth inning. So the Sox get McCann on with a leadoff hit. Angle hits a home run, sends in McCann as well as Angle. Madrigal pops out the first. Anderson hits a hard shot out on the left and an acrobatic play makes him the second out of the inning. Larry Garcia stands in now and he's one and one in the count. As Keegan Aiken has 74 pitches and here comes pitch number 75 with two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. The lefty gets a four seamer by the swinging Garcia. One and two the count. Sox now trail five to three. They have trailed by as many as four at two different times in this ballgame. Swing and a miss and a changeup at the shoelaces. They crossed him up. The inning is over, but Adam Engel takes one out. Dave said it earlier. The game loves Adam Engel. He's hitting over 400, and he's got another home run. And the White Sox are done with Gio Gonzalez. He's going to end up going four innings in this game. He struggled all day long, and Evan Marshall's going to come out. He's got 11 games under his belt. Is this one's a strike just above the knees on a four-seam fastball. He's got a 3.00 earned run average and a whip of 0.93 coming out of the pen. 
as a curveball is swung on and missed, tailing away from the zone. And Renato Nunez, who's one for two, is 0-2 in the count quickly to the White Sox right-handed relief pitcher. Marshall sets and delivers a McCann in the dirt low. Curveball doesn't get him the chase. One and two the count. Sox trail by four. Cut it to four to one. Gave up a run and then hit a two-run home run. They trail five to three here in the top of the fifth inning. This game is far from over as a ground ball to short. Mandrigal is going to bobble it. He was playing on a shift behind second base. He cut in front of Anderson, bobbles the ball for an error. It'll go as an E4 on Nick Mandrigal, his first error of the season, and he's been pretty good out there all year long. He just got eaten up by that ball trying to backhand it. It's weird when you're on a shift, the ball's coming from a different way. All of a sudden, you go from playing second base to playing short between one batter to another. So the runner's on first base. Dwight Smith Jr. comes up. He made a nice play in the field to prevent Tim Anderson from getting a single and possibly a double last inning. He's 0 for 2, and he puts this one down the first baseline into the stands. 0 and 1 the count. The roughest thing for a pitcher is you come in in relief. You know your job is to hold the guys down. You induce the ground ball, and there's an error right away, and the leadoff runner's on. This one's fouled off down the third baseline into the stands. 0 and 2 to Smith Jr. Now you got a runner on first, and you got to work the pitch. High and inside, just missed his shoulder as he turned out of the way. Four seamer up and in. One and two the count. The next offering, low in the dirt. Four seamer trying to get him to chase. He doesn't. Two and two the count is even. Marshall looks in. McCann with the sign. The pitch on the way. Fouled off down the first baseline. A curveball up and in, but in the zone. And Smith got a piece of it. Swings and misses, though, at a curveball tailing outside. And he sits him down for a strikeout in the first out of the fifth inning. Austin Hayes comes to the plate, one for two, with a runner on first and one out in the fifth, and takes a changeup outside for a ball, one and know the count. It's hitting 180. His on base percentage is 280. The righty against the righty Marshall, the pitch. Strike down the middle of four-seamer, one and one, the count is even. 96 miles an hour on that fastball from Evan Marshall. Not a lot of speed at first base. I doubt he's going to go the pitch. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer inside, one and two. Marshall going right after Hayes now. Throwing the heat. Let's see what he does here. High fastball, and he swings and misses at that. So he throws the outside change that tails away, realizes this guy's going to be selective, so he throws three fastballs in the strike zone, just moving him about, but all in the zone, and burns him by him for his second strikeout and second out of this inning. Two outs in the top of the fifth, and Urias comes up and fouls off an inside four-seamer down the first baseline. The right-handed hitting Urias is 0-for-1 with a walk in the second. Still a runner on first base. McCann with the sign, Marshall with the pitch. Strike on the inside corner for Seymour again. He's bringing the heat. The pitch. Oh, brings a curveball in there and gets tipped back behind the catcher and the umpire. 0-2, the count remains. 
Now he fouls off a curveball down the first baseline. Marshall with a few off-speed pitches may come back to the heat. He looks in the pitch. No, curveball tailing away outside to see if he would chase. He does not. One and two the count. Marshall's thrown 19 pitches here in this inning in relief. He's got two outs in the top of the fifth. And a runner on first. Urias, 0 for 1. The righty stands in. And here we go. Another curveball tailing away. He's trying to get in the chase. Urias is laying off it. Marshall knows the four-seamer has worked so far in this inning. It'd be interesting to see if he comes up and in, but in the zone. No, he goes outside again. This time a changeup. He just keeps pelting the outer corner, but he's missing it. The count is even. I'm sorry, the count is full. And Urias is so patient, you got to throw one in there. He does, and it's lifted out in the center field. Garcia's underneath it. He will make the catch. And that is the end of the inning. Fly out to center field ends it midway through the fifth. The White Sox trail by two, five to three. Hector Velasquez comes into the game. Velasquez, we saw him last night. He's got 21 games and 27 innings and an ERA of 2.33. 16 strikeouts of seven walks. Right, he's hitting 167 against him. Left, he's hitting 333. The switch hitting, Yasmani Grandal will move over to the left-handed batter's box. So he matches up nicely because he can move over. He struck out twice, though, in this game. The average has gone down in recent days. He was up to 260. He's down to 229. About midway through the week, he was hitting 260 when he arrived in Colorado. He's 0-1 now with his 229 average and a four-seam fastball catches the outside corner 0-2. Maybe he's not seeing the ball very well. He's taken a total of seven pitches to strike him out twice. And he's 0-2 now. In the bottom of the fifth to Velasquez. The righty stands in the mound and the pitch on the way. Low and inside misses one and two. Rondal awaits the pitch. Swung out and missed on a changeup. He was out in front of it. He goes down 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. You know, he's the DH. I don't know if he's going to bat next time off with this kind of performance. Depends on whether, what they see in that dugout while they're watching him hit. But right now, he's all crossed up, which is frustrating because he was on a just a, a bad streak there for most of April. He got hot over the last week and a half. His last two games, he's cold again. As Moncada takes an inside fastball, he's one for two. And he's only one the count. The book on Moncada is that he likes to take that first pitch. And pitchers are figuring that out, and they just keep pouring it right down the middle. And one of these days, he should just rip it, because he's going to jump all over somebody. Now he swings and misses at a sinker down at the knees, 0-2 quickly. Last night, it was the bottom of the order that put it all together for the White Sox. The middle part of the order had problems. Fouls this one back. Count remains 0-2. One out in the bottom of the fifth. Velasquez looks in. And the pitch. Low in the dirt for Seamer. 1-2 is the count to Mancata. Swings and misses at a changeup. Below the knees, he chased it. He goes down swinging. Velasquez comes in and strikes out the first two batters he faces. And Aloy Jimenez will take his turn at the plate. Two outs in the bottom of the fifth. White Sox trail five to three. And a low inside fastball is taken for a strike. It was borderline. 
three for seven, two RBIs for Jimenez in this series. He's 0 for 1 with a walk in the third inning in this game. The pitch. Chopped down the third baseline foul. 0 and 2 the count. Velasquez coming in and sitting down White Sox hitters. Jimenez trying not to be the next victim. Lays off a changeup outside at 84 miles an hour. 1 and 2 the count. The next offering, below the knees, another change up at 81 miles an hour, two and two. So Jimenez not chasing. Swings and drives one deep down the third baseline, hooking foul. Went down to one knee on that swing. The count is even at two. The next offering, inside misses on a sinker. The count is full with Encarnacion on deck. Was really falling into a cold streak as well. White Sox hitting overall is good, but we've got some streaky players. It depends on who's hot and if they can all be batting near each other. Jimenez swings and misses over the top of a sinker. One, two, three go the Sox. All three batters striking out. Grandal, Moncada, and Jimenez. Through five, the White Sox continue to trail the Orioles. Five to three on the south side of Chicago. Jimmy Cordero comes into the game in the sixth inning. 12 games, 11 and two-thirds innings. He's got an ERA of 8.49. Uh, he's had a rough go of it over the last week or two after a very hot start coming out of the bullpen. And here's a guy that we've talked about could be on the bubble if the White Sox need to bring up a player and need to send down a relief pitcher. Sinker on the outside corner. Hits for a strike. 0-1 the count. It was a check swing by Chris Davis, who's 0-2 and stands in there, the lefty, against the righty Cordero. 97 mile an hour sinker misses low. One and one. Cordero needs to get back on track. He got beat up in Anaheim. And then when the Sox tried to bring him out again to get his head right, got beat up again in Colorado. This is the first time out there since those two outings where he's coming in relief. And he's two and one to Davis. Swung on and missed on a sinker, low and away, two and two. The next offering towards McCann, swung on and missed on a changeup low. He got him, taking something off it. Nice call there, and nice pitch by Cordero. One out in the top of the sixth as Davis goes down swinging. Pedro Severino comes up, he's two for two. He's got a single and a double. He has been the ire of the White Sox today. One, because he's getting hits. Two, he's calling a pretty good game back there at catcher. Holding the sack so far to only three runs. Fouls this one off. 0-1 the count. Cordero looks in. His second offering on the way. Misses outside on a slider, 83 miles an hour. Severino was claimed off of waivers in 2019. He's beginning the majority of the starts against left-handed starting pitching. At catcher for the Orioles. 2-1 pitch on the way. Hits the outside corner on a 97-mile-an-hour four-seam fastball. 2-2 two two the count. As I mentioned last night, it was the bottom of the order that put it all together for the White Sox as they broke a tie. This, this pitch is fouled off down the first baseline. They broke a tie... And it was behind guys like Mazzara, 
Mandrigal, Luis Robert. Two of those guys aren't even in the game today. Although Adam Engel in for Mazzaro has done pretty well with a two-run home run, and Leary Garcia hasn't done half bad for Luis Robert. A strike call and a sinker at the knees. Two strikeouts now for Cordero as Jose Iglesias steps in with two outs in the top of the sixth inning. The pitch on the way. A low sinker misses 1-0 the count. The White Sox have a day off tomorrow, Monday, and then they host the Tampa Bay Rays for three on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before hitting the road and heading to San Francisco and then San Diego. It is after that road trip that people anticipate the possibility of a Michael Kopech sighting. Four-seamer inside, swung on and missed. Two and one the count. It is not for sure, though, as Kopech has struggled in AAA so far. The 2-1 pitch. Outside four-seamer misses. Three and one, a hitter's count, as Alberto stands on deck with a 2.19 average. The righty Iglesias awaits the next pitch. Outside pitch, fouled back. Just got a piece of it. Would have been ball four. Chases one, does us a favor. 3-2 count. Cordero with the offering. Popped up into right field. Angles underneath the can of corn. And that ends the top of the sixth inning. Jimmy Cordero comes in and goes 1-2-3 in relief. And midway through the sixth, we need two runs to tie it. Encarnacion will lead us off. Edwin Encarnacion comes up. He's got an 882 OPS. His on-base percentage is 353, but he's hitting under 250 with nine home runs. And most of those have been solo shots. Although I take one right now, it get us within a run. Sox still trying to chip away at a lead that the Orioles established early, up four to nothing. Eventually extended to five to one. Engel hits a two-run home run. Gets us a five to three, and this ground ball up the middle is snagged and sent over to first. And a ground out right away for Encarnacion on the first pitch. James McCann comes up, a single, and he scored on the angle home run. 289 average, 341 on base percentage. The catcher for today's game. As Velasquez remains in after going 1-2-3 in the last inning, striking out the side. Changeup inside misses. 1-0 the count. Yankees have extended their lead late in Toronto. They now lead 8-4 in Cleveland trying to finish it out against the San Francisco Giants up 7-1 in the ninth inning. The pitch. Ripped out into right center field, tailing back towards the wall. Gone! James McCann puts it out 408 feet right in the stairwell between two sections about eight rows back over the patio 408 feet gets out of here at 104.4 miles per hour the solo home run pulls the White Sox within one as they now trail 5-4 to four. we said the wind was blowing out I also mentioned it's those guys at the bottom of the order that have been big for the White Sox this weekend Here's another guy at the bottom of the order. Adam Ingles, one for one, with a two-run home run last time up. And a sinker misses from Velasquez. 1-0 the count. Velasquez struck out the side last inning and then immediately got an out on the first pitch here in the bottom of the sixth. But McCann, the fifth batter he faces, takes him deep. 
We have a one-run ball game. And Angles 1-0 in the count. Takes a change up outside, 2-0. Sox drafted Adam Engel in 2013 in the 19th round. Homegrown and not a high draft pick. And he has found a role on this team for sure. He has speed. He does well against lefties. He's got really good defense. Nick Madrigal stands on deck. As that pitch misses, 3-0 the count. Cincinnati leads Washington 4-1 in the fourth inning. In Washington, as Angle takes a pitch outside and will walk down on a four-pitch walk to first base with one out here in the bottom of the sixth, and Madrigal's 0-2. And he'll step up. He was the big hero yesterday. Three for four with two triples. Handful of RBIs. But he's got an error in this game. Although it didn't cost his team a run, it was the error by Anderson right now, which is the difference in this game. Otherwise, it's 4-4. Four four. Angles on first base with one out in the bottom of the sixth in the first pitch. He sent down the third baseline. Big scoop. They're going to rack him up. 5-4-3. to, four to three. A nice play beam by Nunez as he scoops this one before it gets out to the outfield down the line. Gets angled by a hair, and Mandrigal's out by a step and a half. After six innings, the White Sox trail 5-4 to four in this game into the seventh inning, and Jimmy Cordero is going to stay out on the mound at least to start this inning. And the first offering to Hanser Alberto is a strike of four-seamer high in the zone, 97 miles an hour. 0-1 the count. It's gone final in Cleveland. They have the win 7-1. They're behind the White Sox by just one game. Sox in second, Indians in third. The Twins two games up on us going into today in first place. Two and one on the count, Cordero with the pitch. Chop back following a sinker, two and two. Jace Fry and Steve Ciszek warm in the bullpen. As this pitch is low, a changeup, three and two the count. Trey Mancini's hitting 305 with five home runs and 10 RBIs. He's already has a home run this series. He stands on deck as Alberto has a full count leading off the top of the seventh. The pitch just misses. I can't believe he held off of that pitch. Four-seamer that was close. So Cordero's going to walk the first batter. It hurts when you have your starter only go four because there might be a point where you try to get a guy through more than just one inning. Renteria trying it with Cordero right now, and he walks the first guy on a 3-2 count. Now Mancini comes up 0 for 2. With a runner on first, not a lot of speed. He fouls this one off down the first base line. 98 mile an hour four seamer on the outer portion of the plate. Five to four Orioles. Top of the seventh. Chopped down the third base line foul. 0-2 to Mancini. Next pitch, a high four seamer. It was close. Mancini holds off. One and two the count. Cordero taking his time out there. He sets, he's ready to deliver. The pitch. Low, sinker, two and two. The righty Mancini against the righty Cordero. An inside sinker misses, three and two, so he's full now on the second batter after getting two strikes on him early in the count. And now the pitch on the way. Sent out to left field, Jimenez trailing back, puts the glove up and makes the catch. The runner is going to be chased back to first base. Nice play by Aloy Jimenez. A little bit more on that hit, and it gets over his head, and it's trouble. 
Cordero, I think, knows it. Renato Nunez is going to come up to the plate. Before he bats, Don Cooper is going to come out and talk to his pitcher. Meeting's over. Cordero with the pitch to Nunez. That's a strike down the middle. 0-1 the count. Next one swung on and missed a sinker. Low and inside, 0-2. With one out here on the top of the seventh and a runner on first base. Cordero looks for the sign from McCann. And now the pitch. Low sinker. He lays off at 1-2. and two. He tried to get him the chase. 5-4 Orioles. One out. Top of the seventh inning. Runner on first for Baltimore. Outside slider. He doesn't chase that either. The count is even at two. Cordero went full with the first two batters in this inning. This one's fouled off. The count remains even at two. And he threw that one in the strike zone. He did not want to go to a full count again. Looks in now. Let's see what he brings. Chopped foul again. A slider in the zone just above the knees. Count remains even at two. Nunez fighting him off. Cordero goes inside and low on a four-seamer. A little bit of a different pitch, and the straight fastball gives him his third strikeout and second out of the inning. And now they're going to come out. They're going to get Cordero and bring in Jace Fry. So Fry's going to come in. You've already seen him in this series. He does pretty well when he just has to get one guy, maybe two. 13 games, seven and two-thirds innings, a 4.70 earned run average. He's got a 2-1 record, 14 strikeouts of five walks. Lefties are hitting 0-91 against him. He's got a lefty up there right now in Dwight Smith Jr. with two outs in the top of the seventh. And he throws a fastball right by him. Swinging strike, 0-1 the count. 0-3 for 3 is Smith Jr. with a strikeout last time up in the fifth inning. He's hitting 219 on the season. The runner remains on first base. Not much of a threat. The lefty fry checks him and delivers. Cut fastball that just misses. High and on the outside portion of the plate, one and one. The next offering. Chopped down the third baseline foul. One and two the count. This White Sox simulated game is part of a full simulated season brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park. As a low two-seam fastball misses and the count evens at two with two outs in the top of the seventh. Visit them on Grubhub or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. The next offering. Swung on and missed on a curveball inside at the knees. Fry sits him down and does his job. Socks out of the seventh. We go to the bottom of the seventh and after we sing, they're chasing one. Tanner Scott, eight games, eight and a third innings, 4.32 earned run average, 14 strikeouts to three walks. Lefty's hitting 227 against him, but righty's hitting 333. And he comes in in relief for the Orioles as Tim Anderson stands in, ready to lead off the seventh inning. The pitch. Inside sinker taken for a strike, 0 1 the count. 0 1 count, Anderson's two for three. This one also inside, just above the knees, taken for a strike. A four-seamer. He's quickly 0-2. So he's taken two pitches from Scott, low and inside for strikes. Pitch number three on the way. High taken on a four-seam fastball. Scott's bringing the heat. 97 miles an hour on all three pitches. The one-two pitch on the way. Inside almost hits Anderson at the hip. Another 97-mile-an-hour offering. He just brings straight cheese. 
Anderson trying to get on top of one. The 2-2 pitch. High, missing on a two-seamer that came in at 94 miles an hour. Three and two count. Leary Garcia's on deck. The pitch. Swings and misses at a sinker. That would have been ball four. Anderson's having a rough day today between the error that gives the Orioles the lead and going after that pitch. And he knew it. He mutters under his breath as he goes back to the dugout. And there's one out in this inning here in the bottom of the seventh. Larry Garcia comes in with two left-handed pitchers warming up in the bullpen for the Orioles. The two for three Garcia got the start in center field today. Takes a strike inside. 0-1. He's hitting 284 with a 794 OPS. That's pretty good. If we get that from Larry Garcia, that's a good thing. A low sinker misses, 1-1 one one the count. The sinkers are at 95, the four-seamers are at 97, the two-seamers are at 94. This is what's getting poured into White Sox batters. Sinker comes in now at 96 and misses, 2-1. and one. Everything's coming in the 90s. Sox have to lock in, find their pitch, and try to make contact. Four-seamer right at the hands for a strike at 99 miles an hour from Tanner Scott. The 2-2 pitch to Leary Garcia. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. Scott's a burner, but the ERA suggests you can get to him. Swinging strike in the dirt, drop third strike down the first. Garcia's retired. That was a four-seamer down low to hit the dirt before the catcher's mitt. Garcia offered at it. Bad swing on a bad pitch. And he's out. Two outs. Yasmani Grandal is at a difficult day. 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. And he will stand in here with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning against Tanner Scott, who's bringing the straight cheese. The pitch on the way. A low four-seamer misses. 1-0. 97 on that one. Sox trail 5-4. Two outs, bottom of the seventh inning. Inside four-seam fastball, swung on and missed, one and one. Swung on a four-seam fastball now high, right at eye level. He just doesn't look right up there at the plate, which is unfortunate. You sit down to Bray to give him a day off. You put Grandal in that spot. He's been hitting really well, and he's confused up at the plate today. One and two the count now with two outs here in the bottom of the seventh inning. To the White Sox designated hitter for the day. Swung on and missed on a slider. He strikes out four times, 0 for 4 today. You leave him in there just as a hitter because he's been hitting so well. And he just gets beat up. End of seven. Orioles lead 5-4. Steve Ciszek will come in for his 15th appearance. 17 innings pitched so far. He's 1-0 with two saves and two opportunities. 19 strikeouts to eight walks. The right-handed sidearm pitcher will get Austin Hayes here in the top of the eighth inning, who's 1-3. for three. Aaron Bummer, Alex Colome. Carson Fulmer, they're still available out in the pen. That ball is fouled off. The count is 0-1. The next pitch sent out down the first baseline into the stands. Foul. Kelvin Herrera, I'm sorry, also available out in the bullpen for the White Sox. 0-2 count to Hayes. Just misses on a slider in the outside corner. 27,493 attended this game. Nice crowd for the White Sox on a Sunday afternoon.
Going for the sweep against the Orioles, but they need to run the tie at two to win. Slider outside misses, two and two the count to Hayes. Tap in the eighth inning. No outs, the pitch. Chop the second base. Mandrigal's going to make a nice scoop over to first. Encarnacion digs it. Nice play by him, too. One out on the four to three put out. And Ramon Urias comes up 0 for 2 with a walk. He's 1 for 9 in the series. And the one time he got a hit in this entire series, he's thrown out trying to steal second. Four seam fastball gets across for a strike. Owen won the count. Kansas City beating up on Detroit 7 to nothing today in KC. Inside sinker taken for a strike. And here's good news the Angels. Remember, we had a tough time against them. Minnesota having a tough time, too, losing 8-2 out in L.A. Slider tails away for a ball taken, 1-2 the count. Urias stands in against Ciszek. The pitch. Sends one down the first baseline, foul. 1-2 the count. Ciszek checks the sign, the pitch. Sinker below the knees, misses, 2-2. Two Urias fouls the next one off, back behind the plate. Count remains even at two with one out here in the top of the eighth inning. Next pitch grounded to first. Encarnacion will flip to Ciszek as he came too far towards second base to be able to run back there. The three-to-one putout, there's two outs here in the top of the eighth, and the first two batters have gone down for the Orioles. Chris Davis is 0-3 with a strikeout in the sixth inning. Steve Ciszek would like to continue to neutralize him as he bats in the eighth spot. It's the highest paid bomb of the order hitter I've ever seen. As the ball gets by McCann, back to the backstop, 1-0 the count. Sinker tipped foul, 1-1 the count is even. The Mets put away Atlanta, that's a final now in New York, 4-2. The Nationals still chasing Cincinnati at home, trailing 4-2. In the eighth, this one's grounded to Encarnacion. He'll pick it up and walk over and tag first on his own. Ciszek not needed on this one. One, two, three, go the Orioles. The Sox still chasing one, going to the bottom of the eighth with Yohan Mancada leading it off. Paul Fry will come in. The lefty pitches only his third outing. He's got one save and two-thirds of an inning, which means he has come in to finish off two innings. To get the third out in two separate innings, he's a lefty specialist, and he's going to start this inning against the White Sox. The first pitch to Mancada from the right side of the plate lifted out into right field. It'll fall in for a base hit right away. The White Sox have the tying run on first base. And Yohan Mancada, the crowd gets up, and he claps and points towards the dugout. Let's go, you can see him saying. Aloy Jimenez is 0 for 2. He's got a base run around. He's already hit into a double play with the bases loaded in the first inning. The first pitch from Fry, the lefty, is swung on and driven deep down the third baseline, hooking foul. He was all over that pitch, but way out in front of it. He shrugs, he adjusts the jersey, and he settles back into the batter's box. Owen won the count. The pitch. Ripped down the third baseline again, hooking foul on a four-seam fastball. Jimenez is all over him, but he's way out in front of it. Two deep strikes, 0-2 count. Now this one's in the dirt, it's going to roll. Mancada is going to stay on first. They tried to deke him. Severino knew where that ball was right away. Mancada didn't fall for it. One and two the count. The pitch to Jimenez. 
Swung on and sent down the first baseline foul. Chopped into the stands. Pout remains one and two with a runner on first of Moncada. No outs in the bottom of the eighth. A low changeup laid off just below the knees. Two and two, the count is even. Jimenez showing patience after jumping over the first two pitches. Now he rips one the short. Good scoop by Inglesis. He starts it around the horn. And a double play, the second one that Jimenez has hit into today. And that is disappointing. You could see him trying to get a hold of one for the big moment. But when he had the two outs, he shortened the swing. And then he hits a hard-hit ball that most shortstops maybe don't get. But Inglesias is a defensive specialist, and he got that ball. He started a really nice double play. Now there's two outs in the bottom of the eighth, and Edwin Encarnacion comes up 0 for 3. But you know that he's one swing away from tying this game. First pitch to Fry, lifted out in the right field, tailing back towards the wall. Drifting back, it is gone! Over the wall, the White Sox tie the game! Into the first row of seats in the Goose Island section that are at field level. Just clearing the wall, Edwin Encarnacion takes it out 383 feet. And the White Sox have tied the ball game on his 10th home run of the season. Yet another solo shot, but I'll take it. This ball game is tied. The White Sox have fought their way back from being down 5-1 to one to tie this game with two outs in the eighth inning. And they've done it with the big stick. Two-run home run by Engel, a solo shot from McCann, a solo shot from Encarnacion there, accounts for four of the five runs. And now McCann stands in against Fry. 0-1 the count, takes a high four-seamer, 1-1 now. McCann skies one out to the right center field gap, but they're going to get over and make the play. Hayes underneath it will put it away, but Edwin Encarnacion ties this game with two outs at the bottom of the eighth inning. And it's a whole new ball game as the White Sox are even with the Orioles, tied at five going into the ninth. Steve Ciszek will remain on the mound. He only has 15 pitches so far. We've seen him go multiple innings and be effective. And he will face Pedro Severino's two for three here in the top of the ninth inning. Aaron Bummer and Alex Colome are warming in the bullpen. He swings and misses at this one. 0-1 the count. The Red Sox lose to the Rangers 6-3 in Fenway. That's official now. As this slider is fouled off, he's coming in with two sliders high and outside. And now is 0-2 to the batter, Severino, who's 2-3 for three on the day. Chops a sinker foul low in the zone. It's a final in Toronto. The Yankees win 8-4. You got a 5-5 game here. Chops another sinker foul. The last two went off the chest protector of McCann. He's slow to get up after two of them in a row. He settles back in. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Inside, brushes back the batter. Maybe he was tired of watching his catcher get abused. One and two the count. Ciszek has been a nasty pitcher for the White Sox early on here in this season. Sitting on 20 pitches. Went one, two, three in the eighth. He's got a one-two count here to start off the ninth. Swung on and missed on an inside sinker. He got him to go around on a pitch inside. Ciszek pumps his fist. He is worked up on the mound right now and feeling it. Inglesias comes up one for four. He started that great double play last half inning. And he takes a slider down the middle. 0-1 the count. Oakland up 5-0 on our next opponents, Tampa Bay. 
And meanwhile, a sinker catches the inside corner. 0-2 now to Inglacius. Inglacius is 1-4 for four in this game. Ciszek pouring him in there with the high stirrups. The pitch on the way. Inside four, Seamer, he lays off it. Goes for a ball, 1-2 the count. Their next offering. Misses outside on a slider. Count is even at two. Gets him jammed, and it's sent out into left center field. Jimenez will wave off Garcia and make the play behind Anderson. He had to come in a long way, makes a nice play. Two outs here in the top of the ninth. With Hanser Alberto up to the plate. Ciszek checks the sign and delivers. Sinker just misses on the outside corner. He wanted that one. It was close. 1-0 the count to Alberto is 1-3. for three. Next one gets thrown to the backstop on a slider that misses outside. McCann couldn't get a handle on it. 2-0 the count. Washington tied that game against Cincinnati 4-all. Now Cincinnati immediately in the top of the ninth has scored three. Ciszek gets in the foul off a four-seamer. 2-1 the count now. Next pitch, a strike on the inside corner. 91-mile-an-hour sinker. About waist high. The count is even at two to Hanser Alberto. The side armor, Ciszek, delivers. Just misses a sinker on the inside corner. He wanted that one as well. Two close pitches in this at bat that went for balls. The count is three and two and full. Inside misses on a slider and he walks him. So a two-out walk of Hanser Alberto from Ciszek. He's going to bring up Trey Mancini. They're going to come out and talk with their pitcher real quick. Aaron Bummer's going to come in against Mancini. 16 and two-thirds innings with a 1.62 earned run average. 24 strikeouts to four walks. He checks the runner at first in the pitch. Chop foul. So now you get a lefty against the righty Mancini. Bummer, though, is not a guy that goes exclusively against lefties. Grounded to Anderson on the one-hop, sent over to first, scooped by Encarnacion. He almost threw that one away for a second error of the game. But it goes 6-3 to three on the putout. And we go to the bottom of the ninth with Engel, Madrigal, and T.A. trying to break the tie and win the game. It is 5-all here on the south side of Chicago, and Michael Gibbons will come in for his eighth appearance, seven and two-thirds inning so far with a 3.52 earned run average, 10 strikeouts to one walk. So with a righty coming in, Nomar Mazzaro will come in to hit for Engel, who's far more effective against left-handed pitching than right-handers. Had a two-run home run earlier in this game. Mazzaro, though, has been coming back with some big hits. He had two home runs so far this week and a big double that was part of the White Sox winning last night. And he comes in to pinch hit, and he takes a ball outside, 1-0 the count. Next pitch misses outside on the changeup, 2-0. Gibbons throws two change-ups that don't get anywhere near the plate. Mazzara, you know, you're going to get somewhere, probably, you should get somewhere between the neighborhood of, I think, 240 and 260 batting average. I mean, that's kind of where I would have him at. I mean, he's just, he's, 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 he's a guy. Mazzara has shown he can hit it out and has been hot over the last four or five days. High four-seamer misses, 3-0 and the count. Nick Madrigal waits on deck. You know, he's just, he's a guy. I mean, he's a body that you put out there, but I don't, I don't see him being, I don't see him being that bad. The 3-0 pitch, swung on and missed on a four-seamer. He swung right through it, down the middle. 
He wanted it. He wanted it all. He just missed it. Three and one the count now. Givens checks the sign and delivers. Outside pitch and he walks Mazzara. So Mazzara does his jab and now Luis Robert will come out and he'll run for him. The leader in stolen bases in Major League Baseball stands at first base. They're going to be keeping an eye on him. The first pitch to Mandrigal's outside on a slider. 1-0 the count. Gibbons looks in. The pitch on the way. There goes Robert. It's a strike down the middle. Luis Robert is safe easily under the tag. He had that base and more. He was sitting on it by the time the throw came down. So he steals second base. The 1-1 pitch to Mandrigal now is inside for a ball. 2-1 the count. No outs. Bob in the ninth inning. The 2-1 pitch to Mandrigal. He squares the bunt. He'll pull back. A 3-1 count now for Nick Mandrigal. Hitters count for Mandrigal. We'll see if the bunt's out again. The pitch. Outside taking a four-seam fastball. Nick Mandrigal goes down to first base. He's got a lot of speed, so it's not an automatic that they could get him on a double play. He might be able to beat it depending on where it's hit in the infield. There's runners at first and second for Anderson. Do you bunt here, or do you let T.A. with no outs swing away? Takes an outside four-seam fastball. He looked to be hitting there. It's hard to take the bat out of his hands. He's 313 with runners in scoring position. He's the kind of guy that could get a base hit here right now and score Robert from second. So the Sox are going to let him bat. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball. 0-2 now quickly to T.A. who's 2-4 in this game. Robert with a nice lead at second. The pitch on the way. Low and outside on a four-seam fastball. One and two the count. Anderson sends this one into the left field gap. It might get down. It does. Robert hesitates and will remain at third base on a ball that was almost caught. And because he couldn't judge the ball very well, he lays off of it. And he is not going at the crack of the bat. There were no outs. So the bases are loaded for Leary Garcia, who's two for four, and he fouls this one down the third baseline. No outs, Bob in the ninth inning. Sacks packed with socks. A base hit wins the game. Swung on and sent out deep in the left field, trailing back towards the wall. It'll be caught. Robert will tag, and the White Sox will win this game in walk-off fashion. They defeat the Orioles and sweep them six to five on the south side. Light up the fireworks. The Sox came out and did what they were supposed to do. The pinch hit walk by Mazzaro. Robert comes in to pinch run and steals second base. Mandrigal draws a walk. Anderson gets a base hit into the gap that confuses Robert so he doesn't score. The rookie standing on third must have felt really bad about that, but Larry Garcia lifts one into deep left field. And although the play is made near the wall, All Robert has to do is trot home and the White Sox win this game in walk-off fashion on the Leary Garcia sacrifice fly in the bottom of the ninth inning. Big game for the White Sox here. They never give up. They're trailing four to nothing early after Gio Gonzalez has a very rough start. They're trailing five to one and then they start getting some runs. Adam Engel did a great job today for the Sox. He's your player of the game. That two-run home run really sparked this team. But overall, there were so many good moments and so many contributors. Aaron Bummer's going to get your win. He is 1-1 one one now. Michael Gibbons takes the loss, 2-1 and one for the Baltimore Orioles, who lose yet another game and get swept out of Chicago. The Sox 
with six runs on 11 hits. The Orioles with five runs on six. The White Sox committed two errors, allowing runners to cross, but still win this game and overcome it. Adam Angles, your player of the game with that two-run home run. But James McCann goes two for four with a home run as well. Edwin Encarnacion ties this thing in the eighth. He's one for four with a home run. And Leary Garcia goes two for four with a double. And then one of his two RBIs is the walk-off RBI. The White Sox have a great game. It was fun all weekend long. I want to thank you for tuning in. We had so much fun talking with Dave, my partner in crime. He can't get on for every game, but it was great having him this weekend. The White Sox get a day off tomorrow on Monday before they host the Tampa Bay Rays for three, and then they hit the road again and go out west for San Francisco and San Diego. Remember, this Sox in the Basement simulated season has been going on since opening day and brought to you always by Cork and Carey at the park at 33rd in Princeton. And remember, Sox on 35th, the world-famous blog, will have the recap the stats, the box score, and they'll have everything for you so you can continue along this journey with us. Go visit them at SoxOn35th.com. My name is Chris Lanuti for my co-host Dave Kohut. Thank you for joining us all weekend long. We'll be back again on Tuesday as the Sox take on the Rays. They are red hot with 21 wins and only 13 losses and now only a game out of first place in the AL Central early on in May. Socks in the Basement is found everywhere. Podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. The Socks walk off. It's a good day. Goodbye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere. Podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.